world. It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming at you Monday through Friday, free on all platforms, including YouTube. Make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same as Locked On Blazers. Your team every day in today's show, the Blazers get a win. A win! After three rough ones to start the season, the Blazers go into Toronto on the second night of a back-to-back. Get a victory in Jurassic Park. It was fun. Jeremy Grant played well. DeAndre Ayton played well. Malcolm Brogdon closed the door. Scoot Henderson had the best game of his very young career. Tumani Kamara showed out. Uh, Shaden Sharp had a couple nice plays. Listen, it was fun. And and well-earned fun. We'll do our fastest recap in the West uh, to kick off the show. Talk about DeAndre Ayton and everyone who played well in the in the second segment. And then I want to discuss to close the show a winning formula. The Blazers get their first win. They beat the Raptors. They get a win on the road. Uh, you know, a real a real exhale. If you've been following this team after it felt like it could be a while. Uh, did they discover a formula? Do we see something that looks like a formula or was uh, or what did exactly we see and what is the Blazers winning formula? That's what we'll talk about to close the show. But first, let's do what we do. Fastest recap of the West. Blazers win 99-91. That's right. You don't need triple digits in the NBA in 2023 to win this one. Blazers down 25-21 after one, down 50 to 47. Stayed in the fight and in, in into halftime and allowed themselves to have a gave themselves an opportunity opportunity to have a big old third quarter to take the lead and never give it back. They outscore the Raptors 33-24 in the third quarter right out of right out of the halftime gates uh, to take a 6-point lead 80 to 74 heading into the fourth. Matisse Thybul hit two threes in the third quarter. Jeremy Grant had uh had eight points in the in the in the third quarter. Malcolm Brogdon came off the bench. He made all of his shots and had seven in the third quarter. Scoot Henderson, six assists and just one turnover in the third quarter. The thing was rolling. They got it rolling. Um, they only scored 99 points. Uh, so so uh, to do it all, to have 33 in the third, you know that uh, there was the rest of it was a bit of a slog. But they go to the fourth quarter, up six, 80-74, and they do not give it away. They do not give it away. This is a team that we've, we, you know, just in Philly on Sunday nights, they were kind of vaguely in it, even even just straight up in it, in, in, in heading into halftime, and they got walloped, walloped in, in the... Uh, in the third quarter, and it was no longer competitive. It was uh, kind of the same deal in, in in against the Clippers. Once it got out of hand, it got out of hand, and it was and it was done. And against Orlando, the Blazers couldn't get all the way back after after finding themselves behind. But in this game, they get a lead, they keep that lead, and they don't give it up. And twice, twice Toronto got within one, including. Under three minutes, the Blazers' offense has been a slog to open the fourth quarter. Just cannot buy a bucket with anybody out there. Cannot score. They finally come down. Jeremy Grant gets a a corner three, you know, pretty well contested, but a corner three he can make. Catch and shoot quickly. One of those non-dip threes from Jeremy where he catches it high, keeps it high, and shoots it. Cash. Blazers go up by four with 241 left, and they're not going away because Malcolm Brogdon is going to score the six straight points for them to make sure that the Raptors can't get all the way back. First gets to the rim on a drive, then 
the Blazers, on an offensive rebound by DeAndre Ayton, a theme of the final two minutes that really saved their bacon. He gets an offensive rebound, kicks it out to Malcolm Brogdon, or excuse me, gets an offensive rebound, Malcolm Brogdon cuts, finds Brogdon on a great cut, great pass from DA, Brogdon scores, Blazers back up six. Toronto goes down and gets a bucket. What do the Blazers do? They get a they get an ugly shot with the clock ticking under a minute. But DA, another rebound for DeAndre Ayton. One of his 23 in this one. Kicks it back out to, to Malcolm Brogdon. He says, okay, fine, I'm getting to the rim. And get to the rim, he does. Seals the game with a layup to put them up six. Raptors have to foul Jeremy Grant at the end of the game. And he hits two free throws to seal it. 99-91. Jeremy Grant. Finished with 22, a team-high 22 points to go with six rebounds for Jeremy Grant. Malcolm Brogdon, 21 points, five assists off the bench. DeAndre Ayton, 10 points, 23 boards, including seven offensive rebounds, including two in the final two minutes that when the Blazers just couldn't couldn't get first shots to fall, made sure they had second possessions, and Malcolm Brogdon brought him home. 10 and 23 boards for DeAndre Ayton. Shaden Sharp, 14 points. Scoot Henderson, Best game of his young career, 11 points, uh, 7 assists, 2 steals, you know, fouled out in 35 minutes, turned the ball over 4 times, he still is a work in progress, but uh, this was the best game he has played. Uh, Tumani Kamara, just a just a freaking great game. <laughs> 3.7 boards, plus 12 in 23 minutes, he was great. I thought uh, Jabari Walker doesn't show up in the box score, but he was really solid. He finished with 4, and Skylar Mays 5 in 11 minutes. Uh, no Rob Williams in this game, second night of a back-to-back, the Blazers held him out, so they went with no backup center, just a bunch of Jabari Walker and Tumani Kamara minutes off the bench. On the Raptors' side, 20 points for Scotty Barnes to go with 12 boards, 20 for Pascal Siakam, but on 29 field goal attempts, he finished with 6 boards and 3 assists. 10 for OG Ananobi, 14 and 10 for Jakob Pertl, 10 and 8 assists for Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Not a lot of help for the Dinosaurs. Grady Dick had 4, Gary Trent Jr. had 3, Malachi Flynn had 6, Chris Boucher had 4, and Jalen McDaniels went scoreless in 5 minutes. That's your fastest recap in the West. Golly gee. DeAndre Ayton, 23 boards, controlling the glass late. Uh, I will say, I don't think DeAndre had like a super loud 23 rebound night. Sometimes guys will get 23 boards and you're like, he's everywhere. I thought this was this was someone who understood what the job was going to be. No Rob Williams. Moses Brown not going to play. He's, he's not. He, he would be out of his depth in, in a game of... of in an NBA game at this point. You knew the Blazers were going to go small. And so if DeAndre Ayton was on the court, he was going to be the biggest Blazer by a lot, right? He wasn't going to, they weren't going to show those two big lineups, the biggest Blazer by a lot. And so what he did was made sure he got rebounds, made sure he was active. Portland has had trouble getting DA just involved. Um, some of it is that he needs a better pick and roll partner than Scoot Henderson is capable of being. Um, he doesn't really have a great, pick and roll chemistry with Brogdon. I don't think Aiden has rolled super, super hard to the rim. He's kind of stopped and tried to find his spots in the mid-range. That's where his touch is and where his comfort zone is. He's taken one free throw in four games. He's not attacking the rim super hard. He's, it's never been his style. You know, he had one tonight unguarded where he decided to lay it in. It's just who he is, right? And he's not a dunker. Uh, but, you know, and, and again, this wasn't like this, this maestro performance on offense. 10 points on five of nine shooting, but did what he was supposed to do, understood the assignment as the kids say, like really just came in there and um, went to work, went to work, controlled the glass. And particularly, um, you know, I, like I said, I don't think it was like the super loud game. 
But when the Blazers needed it and when it was it was getting dicey and it was getting dicey, like the offense was so rough in that fourth quarter, uh, neither team cracked the 20 point mark. The Blazers had 19 Raptors, 17 in the fourth quarter, um, a real, a real gross one, <laughs> to be honest, in the final 12 minutes. But the Blazers held on despite shooting six of 20 in the in the uh, in the excuse me, in the fourth quarter, they made four shots in the final three minutes. So in the first nine minutes of the fourth quarter, two field goals, two field goals. But DA, at the during the biggest moments, got offensive rebounds to keep the Blazers' chances alive, and then Malcolm Brogdon delivered. That's, that's what you want from him. Uh, like, I, I, I don't think the Blazers have... I don't think they figured out. I don't think Chauncey Billups has figured out how to what to do with with DeAndre and how to get how to maximize what he brings and how to like get him shots. And you know they've tried to give him post touches and he's you know he wants to play his face up game. They've tried to run pick and rolls with him, but um, he just like I said doesn't have the right pick and roll partner. But if they can't figure it out, whether there it's personnel or coaching or the actual answer, which is both together as one <laughs> working together, um, DA's got to do other stuff. And tonight, grabbing 23 boards, 7 offensive, 16 defensive, that's other stuff. A freaking great game. Great game from him. I mean, I think uh, Portland needed it, and they and and DeAndre Aiden delivered. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also delivered in this game, and Jeremy Grant as well, and Tamati Kamara, and, and Jabari Walker. I want to talk about them. I want to talk a little bit about Scoot Henderson, too. Let's, um, you know, this is a good vibe show. Let's let's talk more good vibes in in the second segment. Uh, listen, if you're still if you're rocking with this Blazer team, you know that you're in. There's going to be some. It's going to be a bumpy patch. So when they do win, I'm gonna take it upon me to enjoy the wins, and hopefully you can too. Uh, let's keep enjoying this one. Uh, we'll we'll enjoy it to the tune of Jeremy Grant and Malcolm Brogdon a little bit in the second segment. First, let me tell you about FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and right now. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So, here's what you do. You go to FanDuel.com slash on. You pick a NFL team to win a game. That's what the money line is. You say straight up, straight up, my, my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win Thursday night against the Tennessee Titans. You put your $5 down, and when you win, you get $150 if, if, and when the the fighting the fighting Steelers get a victory on Thursday night football. If you think about Jordan and FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. When you get that 150 bucks, you'll be able to use it on a wide range of bets, spreads, player props, over-unders, more. You can live bet games, you can bet a futures bets, whatever you're looking for. So that website one more time for you is fanduel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right. So, I thought DA was was his best game of of his Blazers tenure. They're still figuring it out. Will they figure it out? I don't know. <laughs> but they're certainly still figuring it out. But he wasn't alone. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon continues to be just what the Blazers need. Um, you know, if Anthony Simons was healthy. 
Malcolm Brogdon probably wouldn't be in the closing lineup or he would be in the closing lineup and it would be a decision that Chauncey Billups would have to make to take Scoot out. I think it'd be relatively easy of decision to take Scoot out of the game. He has not been very good, but um, it's clear when Simons is out, he's going to be out for four to six weeks, if not longer, that Malcolm Brogdon is going to be the guy they go to in crunch time. He's just their best on-ball creator. Uh, you know, Shaden Sharp shows flashes of it, but his handle isn't strong enough and his playmaking ability isn't quite there yet. Although Malcolm Brogdon is looking to score. Don't get it twisted. Um, <laughs> he's not looking to share, particularly when the game's on the line. He's looking to score. Um, you know, it's not going to be Scoot. He's just making too many mistakes and he's just not He's just not there yet. Although he was good in this game, more in a moment. But like... Down the stretch, they're going to play three guards, right? This is Chauncey Billups. The two games that have been closed down the stretch, this is the teams he's closed, or the lineups he's closed with. It's Brogdon, it's Scoot, it's Shaden Sharp, it's Jeremy Grant, and it's DeAndre Aiden, and it's a lot of Malcolm Brogdon trying to get everybody in line and make it happen. And tonight he delivered with six straight points in the final two minutes, or six, three straight baskets, I should say, because Toronto scored on the other end. But but three straight baskets for the Blazers when they needed him, and he was and he was he was money right. Got to the rim, said, "I don't need a screen. I can blow by." I, you know, K. Trent can't keep me in front. I can get to my. I can get to the right side of the rim. He went right side of the rim, finished with his left hand, the anti Damian Lillard. Um, and, and he delivered. And Brogdon just, he's hes a steadying presence. He knows what he wants to do, right? Like the best version of Malcolm Brogdon is that. You give him the ball, let him go. Um, he's hes hes a guy who's who, who can score and he kind of needs the screen, rescreen, see it type of thing because he plays at his own pace, which is a thing that you say when someone plays slow. Um, it's, it is, he delivers and he's going to be part of that crunch time group and he was really good today. Jeremy Grant was... Um, What's a nice way to say this? He was buns <laughs> to begin the season. In the first two games of the year, I thought Jeremy Grant was just out there coasting. Like he either didn't know where he was going to be involved or didn't care to be involved or just was um, just out there on vibes and the vibes were chill. I think the last two games, Jeremy has played a lot better, a lot better. I thought against Philly, um, you know, he didn't play great, but his approach was way better. He was much more aggressive going to the rim. You know, he didn't play the entire fourth quarter because they were getting um, waxed. So, you know, he only played three quarters in the in the game, and they um, got out of hand pretty quickly. But I thought his approach was really good in um, against Philly. He was... He didn't dance, 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 and take a bunch of like difficult 15-footers. He doesn't have this like incredible handle that's going to get him free, right? He's kind of a one-move one guy. Cross, go. Hang dribble, go. Uh, you know, if, if, When Jeremy Grant tries to dance, he loses the ball. He almost did that in the final two minutes tonight. Picked it up off the, off the ground. Literally fell down uh, losing the ball. Picked it up off the ground. Threw up a desperation three late clock. DeAndre Ayton gets the rebound and saves the day finding, De uh, finding Malcolm Brockton. But Jeremy Grant, when he plays, when he's when it's a one move, one decision, you know, um, cross and go, he can be pretty good. Uh, still hasn't shot well from three. Still hasn't shot well from three. Two of eight from three tonight. Um, but six of ten on twos. You know, got to the free throw line and took four free throws. Finished with twenty two points on eight of eight of eighteen shooting. Um, you know, he could be more efficient. He could make more threes. If he makes another, if he makes another three and and ends up three of eight from three, it's a pretty darn good shooting night. Um, and he finishes with twenty five points. He finished with twenty five and six. You're not going to nitpick twenty five and six. 
he was much better in this game. He was much better in this game. Um, he's, I think one of the challenges is that Jeremy Grant's comfort zone is that mid-range, and it seems like DeAndre Ayton's comfort zone is also going to end up being the mid-range, and they're kind of trying to figure it out. Um, you know, they're, they've are they run a couple horn sets. They ran in this one where, where we ran three straight in this one, actually. Uh, one, they got a dunk, then an offensive foul by Scoot Henderson on a, on a you-can't-move-that-much-because-you're-a-rookie type of screen. Uh, and, and then they ended up running a, a pick and roll play uh, and, and screen roll. But like Jeremy Grant initiating there, just like simple stuff to get him into the action and be active. Um, and DeAndre Ayton is at the as setting screen of the foul line and Jeremy Grant comes you know through a down screen to the rim. Um, so they're kind of both not occupying off the ball the same spot. More creative stuff like that from Billups, more actions where they're both, where they're either moving through or if they're spacing Jeremy Grant spacing a little bit deeper and they're both not kind of like floating in off ball positions trying to get okay Jeremy in the mid post oh whoops someone's already here in the mid post like just crowded spacing that's happened a couple times Uh, that is a player's thing as much as a coach's thing like Chauncey can get them in sets that work but then when the sets break down the feel will get there too like it, it takes it's going to take both both parties and I think I think Grant and DA will 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 figure that out um so Malcolm was good. Jeremy Grant was good. I thought Tumani Kamara and Jabari Walker were great off the bench tonight. Uh, Tumani just knows how to play basketball. Um, he's, he doesn't have a lot of on offense. Doesn't have a lot going on. He missed both his threes on the same possession. They were wide open. Um, he, he's not. He's a cutter on, on offense right now. He's not going to dribble drive. Um, some of his, his in-between pull-up game has been a little bit rough. Um, but man, can he play basketball? He just knows where to be on defense. He's aggressive. He um, he can he'll sit down and guard on the defensive end against players that are you know a little bit smaller than him. He's really active on the glass. Uh, he you know you'll, you'll just watch him cut and he just cuts hard and with purpose. And I just he's just a darn good role player. He's a dude who understands how to play basketball and he plays it at a high level. And I thought Jabari Walker, you know, he finished with just four points and three boards, um, but. Man, he just he he gets after it. My favorite Jabari Walker play. He had a layup that he scored. Um, you know, caught it at about 15 feet, foul line extended, drove to the rim and finished with his right hand uh, driving through. I believe it was Scotty Barnes' chest. It might have been OG, but one of one of their big wings. But that play started with him setting a screen on the wrong side, and Malcolm Brogdon yelled at him. It's like, "What are you doing? F- like, flip it!" And you could see on the broadcast, Malcolm Brogdon was like, "What? What?" said a bad word. I'm not going to repeat it, but he, he asked him what the heck, um, except more harshly. And Jabari Walker reset the screen, set it. They, they had to, the ball switches sides of the floor. Walker finds himself as the ball comes back to the, you know, switching the side of the floor a second time, kind of open for a 17 footer, decides not to take it, drives hard to the rim and finishes. That's a mistake. He didn't run the right play. He didn't run the play correctly, but playing hard covers up mistakes. And the Blazers are going to make a ton of mistakes this year. The way that they win games is covering it, covering up with effort. And Jabari Walker's activity got him a bucket there. Um, he, he had a, a, a play where he got a rebound or, or tipped a, kept the ball alive in traffic and tipped it to Tamani Kamara, who made it, who, who scored a bucket inside. Like he's just he's just active. He's just active and he gets after it. Him, him and Kamara are guys who are probably don't scale up to being. Um, you know, stars, right? Because of the sort of limited offense, not, not great handle, uh, not great passers. Uh, J- Jabari Walker knows how to pass, but he's not very good at the physical act of passing, but he can read the floor. 
Um, but they both just like, they get it, right? The way I'm going to be valuable is to be really active on defense. Tumonic Moore had a great block at the rim being really active on defense. The way I'm going to be valuable is be, is mixing it up. Is and, and when I and when I screw up on offense, I'm going to cut hard, make my make make them guard me with my activity. Um, and I thought both Walker and Kamara were really good in that sense. Um, they're solid role players. They're young guys kind of figuring it out. And if you, and I think if you expand their role, they'll get exposed. Like if you're like, hey, Jabari, we need you to score 15 tonight. It's like, I probably don't have that in the bag. Um, but if you need, if the ask is right, and it's like in the Blazers, the ask is going to be weird. But if the ask is right, play hard, rebound, cut, cut when you're supposed to cut and take open shots when you get them available. Don't force it. Those dudes are going to be nails. Tamani Kamara is, is is a really has some defensive versatility that's showing for a for a second round pick this early in the season to be as he's not it's not like he's just like high level player but to be as useful as he is as a role player really fun really fun um, easy to root for um, I've I've enjoyed the Tamani Kamara experience I've enjoyed the Jawari Walker experience one guy I haven't mentioned Scoot Henderson and we'll talk about him in the third segment as well as the Blazers winning formula. They get their first win tonight after three straight losses. Did we discover what it takes for them to win? Like, was was this was this formula on display? Um, I don't think so. And I'm going to tell you why to close the show. But before we do that, I want to tell you about game time. It's the spot for last-minute tickets. Look, uh, the Blazers play Friday night in Portland. They got a game against the Memphis Grizzlies, the first game of the in-season tournaments, and they're going to display this funky new floor. Um, I'll show it on tomorrow's episode. It's outrageous. It is on the on. Watch it on YouTube. I'll show you an image of it. If not, you know it's on the internet. You can search it using your preferred search engine. But say you want to go see this funky floor. You listen to tomorrow's episode, and you're like. I got to see this floor. I got to see this as an action. I can't believe they made this court, this outrageous court. And you decide Friday morning, 11 a.m. Well, there's no better place than the Game Time app. Uh, that's the spot for last minute tickets. They got flash deals, they got zone deals, and they got easy to find tickets. And by that, I mean you open up the app, you see the Moda Center graphic and the exact spot where your seat's going to be you can click on the seat and say hey, view for my seat and get a sense of it they probably won't have the funky court in there but they'll, they'll give you a, a you know a sense of what it looks like plus what you see is what you get all in pricing so if it says 58 dollars, that's how much they're going to cost no hidden fees no nothing so why don't you take advantage of this if it's friday morning 11 a.m and you want to go see the blazers play in-season tournament game against the memphis grizzlies Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the redemption code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Still a pass, first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Scoot Anderson played his best game as, as a pro. Um, still struggles a little bit, but finished with 11 points, seven assists, six of them in the third quarter that really turned the tide, gave the Blazers the lead for good. Ended up fouling out. Um, had a couple just like you're 19 and they're gonna get you fouls. An offensive foul where he moved on a screen. Um, sorry, Scoot, but you're not allowed to move on screens because you haven't earned the right. Jakob Pertle on the other end. He's allowed to move on screens. 
Kevon Looney, he's allowed to move on screens. Young players like Drew Eubanks used to get tagged with it all the time. Drew, not allowed to move on screens. Steven Adams, allowed to move on screens. It's, it's tough. He got one of those. He got another one where he like sort of went through uh, Dennis Schroeder, but Schroeder flopped. You know, his, his sixth foul was he, he he's playing hard, aggressive defense, pressuring the ball in the corner against Pascal Siakam. And Siakam says, shouldn't have done that. Puts his hands out, rips through uh, Scoot's arms and, and, and drives past him. And as he drives past him, he kind of slips and yells. Foul, six, you're out of the game. He's got to learn that. He'll learn that. Some of it is some of it is just young guy stuff. You're not allowed to move on screens. Dennis Schroeder flops. And some of it is just like you can't defend with your arms out against a player like him. He's all arms and legs. He's gonna run into you. You got you know, you gotta defend. You have to defend with your feet first, um, and and sort of uh be in the way as opposed to reach out there. And if you put your arms out there against star players in the league, they're gonna rip through and get foul calls. It's frustrating. He'll learn. But I thought he was genuinely better in this game. Couple pull up uh, mid range jumpers early in the game, got to the rim on on two occasions. You know, only made only made four shots. Three pointer still not there. Three the three pointer still not there. Um, he took uh, in the fourth quarter when the Blazers were playing good defense, getting stops up by up by four or up by five, chance to push it. Um, you know, Shaden Sharp misses one in transition, and then it, uh, Scoot comes down and takes uh, just a bad one in transition. And Chauncey Billups said something to him after there was a stoppage right after, and he's like, "What? What are we doing? Like, that is not a that is not a good shot." And some of that is just like Scoot's going to learn. Um, if you can't make threes, you certainly don't want to take um, off the dribble transition three pointers. You want to take catch and shoot ones, but he took catch and shoot once tonight and he missed those too. Um, he's he's still figuring it out. He he really is. But eleven points and seven assists, like it's that's that's the game you're pushing towards for Scoot. Unequivocally, his best game of the year. Admittedly, we're grading on a curve now, right? Like when you really, 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 really struggle through the first three games, you get to grade on a curve. And a night where you, you know, where you still shoot, whatever, 33% from the floor and, and score 11 points and uh, finish with four turnovers and foul out, that was the best he's looked. It's the best he's looked. Solid. Blazers closed this game with Malcolm Brogdon. They closed this game with Jeremy Grant hitting a big three. And I thought to myself, is this the winning formula? Is this what it's gonna? Is this what a Blazers game looks like? I don't. Is this what a Blazers victory looks like? Is this the parts, the the formula, the recipe, whatever, whatever, whatever metaphor you want to use? That's that the concoction that's gonna equal a Blazers victory. I don't know. I don't think so. I think this was a win, a fun win, a rewarding win, a game where Da played well and Malcolm Brogdon played well and Jeremy Grant played well. Uh, a game where the the two young forwards off the bench, um, Blazers' best rookie so far has been Tamani Kamara. There's no doubt about it. Uh, like it's it, a game where those guys played well for sure, undeniable. But I don't think this is necessarily the formula. Some of it is there though. The Blazers cannot cannot win games in which Jeremy Grant scores under twenty. 
They're just not going to win games. Uh, last year, they had to score 115 to win. It was the only way they could be competitive in games. They needed 115 points. If they didn't score 115, they weren't going to win because they weren't stopping anyone. I don't think the offense is supercharged enough to, to get that 116th point this year. I think that's pretty unlikely. So the formula has to be simpler. And step one of that formula is Jeremy Grant's got to score 20-plus. And he did that tonight. You know, they're just not going to win games if he's 15, 13, even 17 from Jeremy Grant's probably not enough. He's going to need to be in that 20-plus range because there needs to be someone who isn't just, you know, on-ball running pick-and-rolls, which is going to be Malcolm, and it's going to be Shea, and it's going to be it's going to be Scoot, who makes the defense, keeps the defense honest. Some floor spacing with some play finishing. Jeremy Grant catches it on the wing, shooting, catching on the on, on the wing, getting you know getting all the way to the rim, putting pressure on on teams with his size, like just just of more variety. Plus, Jeremy Grant is at least in theory their best player, right? Like he he needs to be their best player. That that's that's the the sort of simple thing. That's step one. Jeremy Grant's got to score twenty plus, and he probably needs to score in this 21-22 range, if we're being honest, and above. He needs to be averaging in the 23-24 on this team uh, to give them a chance. Two, they need active DeAndre Aiden, and they got that tonight. Uh, offense, like I mentioned in the first segment, still a work in progress. They're still figuring it out. Again, I don't know that they will figure it out, but they're still, they're certainly in, we're still in the, we're still in the phase where you could say they're trying to figure it out. They might not, but they need him engaged. They need him active. They need him like, they need him to be, um, they need him to put a, to, to be like a memorably part of the game. He might not score a ton of points. I thought he was going to be much more effective on offense, and he, maybe he'll get there, but he needs to be active in the game. He, you need to really feel DeAndre Ayton's presence. So step one, Jeremy Grant, 20-plus. Step two, an active DA. Step three, for now, it's Malcolm Brogdon. He has to be good. They they um, they just they don't need him to have massive scoring games, but he has to score in that 17-18 range. Like... If not more, but but I would say 18 points for Malcolm Brogdon is the minimum. 20 for Jeremy Grant, 18 for Malcolm Brogdon, active DA. The vets have to play well. That's like, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm working my way there, but it's like the vets have to play well. But I don't think this is the formula because the Blazers took nine less shots. Uh, they had, you know, they were good on the glass, 13 offensive rebounds, but the Raptors had 14. Blazers committed 16 turnovers. The Raptors had 12. That. Uh, at the free throw line, the both teams took 15. So, uh, like total shooting possessions, field goal attempts plus free throws, Raptors had 100, 109, and the Blazers had 100 plus nine, plus plus nine in the possession battle. I don't. The formula has to be the Blazers have more possessions because they're just not going to shoot very well. They're not going to outshoot it, and the Raptors were four of 29 from three. Four of 29 from three. That's that that clocks in at a cool 13.8 percent. You miss 25 three-pointers, you're going to lose. <laughs> Raptors had a chance because Blazers don't score a ton of points. But uh, like I said, like I don't think this is the game to point to. Be like, okay, just do that again. Because just like random chance on even like a bad shooting night, the Raptors are going to make three to six more three-pointers, right? Like probably six more on a random night. 10 of 29 isn't exactly like a great shooting night, but let's call it, let's call it three more. They go seven of 29. That's the ball game, right? That's nine points. You won by eight. And that's just like, you know, 
that includes a, a, an intentional foul at the end and a scramble late for, for what was an ugly game. Like, I think um, this isn't the formula necessarily. The formula is there. Win the, win the possession battle so you take more shots than the other team. And the vets play well. And you don't get hyper-negative games from Scoot Henderson. And you have a chance. I think the Blazers played Detroit and they played Memphis in the next two games. Both are winnable for sure. Those are winnable games to get to to get to back to three and three. But I think we will know more at the end of this week what um, what the formula looks like. It's something I'll track as as we move on in the early season. Like, what do the wins look like? What do kind of know what the losses look like? They get out of hand in a hurry. But what do the wins look like? And once we kind of figure it out, we'll narrow it down and we'll know that you got to score 115 or you got to whatever it might be. But I, I, I really do think it's the vets playing well to carry the kids and winning the possession battle. Um, I think this game was just, um, I think they played well. They played hard. They gave themselves an opportunity and the Raptors shot a whole ton of bricks and you do not have to give it back. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to give it back. You just take the win and say, you guys shot a bunch of bricks. Peace out. And then uh, you stay overnight in Toronto before you head to Detroit for Wednesday's game. Okay, tomorrow's show, we'll talk about what we've learned uh, through the Blazers' first four games. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the in-season tournament uh, that's that's coming up, as well as, as a look ahead to the Detroit Pistons uh, on who they play on Wednesday night to wrap up this quick three-game trip. Five days a week, wherever you get podcasts, the only Daily Trailblazers podcast. So tell your friends about it. If you're this deep into the show after their first win and you've enjoyed it, tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the program. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.